called to order. The next thing on the agenda is to approve the agenda for the meeting. I would like to make one change to this agenda. Under committee reports, I would like to add a second committee and that would be the nominating committee because they finished their work and they're ready to report out. So if there's no uh, objections, I need a motion to approve that change and then to approve the agenda. I move to approve the agenda with that addition. Seconded. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Great. Um, public discussion. We were anticipating some, but it's not here. Um, okay, next on the agenda is the strategic planning update. I'm assuming Ellsworth is going to leave that. Yeah, so this is um, the second of the sort of interim updates that we decided to try. Um, Last year, we talked about um, keeping the strategic plan sort of more front of mind. Like last time for the quarter update, um, I just highlighted three three things that I felt like sort of stood out as um, things that might be good for folks to know about uh, before the final report. Um, they're both none of them should be surprising. I don't think I think we've mentioned all of them some report along the way, but. Thought it'd be a good time to just package them with the plan and show where they'll be showing up. I'm sure you have questions. Happy to talk about it. When this, when does this wrap up? We have one more year. One more year, so like June of 2023. Yes. So when does it start? You probably are already thinking about the next one. We have some resources allocated to do something very, very preliminary this fiscal year. So we're going to look at possibly doing a very um, small scope community survey with a couple of questions or things to sort of get some handle on, on what we want to talk about. Then at the start of the next fiscal year, we'll work on identifying a consultant. Assuming the board agrees with that process. Um, we did um, we do have some money in the operational budget next year to work with a consultant um, and we we could also work this this fiscal year on putting together like the RFP we'll be ready to kick that off right when the fiscal year changes um, I think that we'll want to give ourselves ample time we had um, sort of a bridge plan this last time to get us up and out of COVID, which I think worked well. I'm, I'm happy with how it serviced us, but I think we're probably ready for a little bit more traditional plan um, with a, I kind of like the idea of a local consultant who can come in and out as we might need them or want them to do check-ins with us um, as we move through. How would you do the community survey? Would that be like on the website? I think we'd work with a, a firm to see, honestly, I think we'd start with what can we afford to do with the resources that we put aside and then decide, would that, would that answer the, would that help us with the story that we're trying to, to hear? Um, and if not, then we may, um, we might do it more in-house in and do a, a website-based or a walk-in-the-door tally or something like that. But the, 
I think what would be kind of interesting would be to work out uh, just a couple of preliminary questions and be able to include those in the RFP and sort of say we have this information as an example of how you how you do your work. You know, talk to us about how you might use this in planning. We know that there are some big issues that staff would like to know more about community response to. Um, and I, I would say examples of that are um, operational hours and looking at outreach, whether we're reaching who we want to reach, where we want to reach them, um, and how we sort of use our overall staff resources to meet those needs outside the library. Um, but we haven't, haven't um, done any concrete work to put that together yet. Okay. Anyone else? No? All right. Um, next is the policy review, the collection development policy. Um, I assume Anne, is, Anne wrote this up, right? Um, I was going to say this was normally scheduled to be in November 2020. I think I will bring it up again. We just wanted to put this. We've been working really hard on training the staff for intellectual freedom issues. This kind of came up right in the middle of um, while we were planning for that training. That didn't happen in March. It happened just at the end of February. Um, it came to light that Hoopla in there having just this vast one over one million titles that they have been just working with publishing and grabbing whatever was available and they don't really have a collection plan and, um, some items got on there that were called up in our own Ash was talking about they were removed within a few days of being identified by a couple of groups so during that whole process we didn't really have any control of whether or not those things were on the in the collection and even if they weren't there when we bought when we added but they could be out at any time. Two, they were removed really quickly without any um, oversight from any input from public libraries. And so it can, the idea is just to put something in the collection plan that says we might have these collections, but we don't really have any control on them or what they are. And you don't necessarily know when something's been added to the right, book, right? And it's a million titles, <laughs> and but it's not. Uh, you can if you know what you're looking for on there, you can remove specific things, but um, you'd have to know exactly what you're looking for, and then you have to tell them why you removed it. Because that was my question. Because I, I read this this new, news plus article, and it did say. We give librarians the tools to remove any titles that they want. Yeah, I didn't like know you could do that. Deep back end, <laughs> discovered. Yeah, but you'd have to know exactly what you were looking for, and to know what you were exactly what you're looking for, you'd have to be certain. You'd have to search for them. Um, and so, but if a patron came to you and said, "This, this is a horrible racist thing that's on there," and they told you the title, you could theoretically you could theoretically forgive it, but but in our Policy, we probably wouldn't. Yeah. Right, that's right. true. Yeah. But we may never. But in our policy, we, we wouldn't have chosen it. Yeah. Because um, it wouldn't have met the criteria for the purchase. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's intractable. Every single part of the way, I was, I was not happy. Um, so the American Library Association is drafting resolutions just to put political pressure on these groups that they have. 
customer library committee. So that somebody that has some experience with collection development, the process, and the metrics by which we make those decisions involved in some way. We don't know whether that will move the needle for the truck. The difference with overdrive is we do choose what's on our overdrive site, but can't what is just that they aggregate it for some reason. Yeah. And you can if you ever yeah, just do like a regular search like I'm doing a story time tomorrow and I wanted a digital book and I just typed in spring in overdrive quality fantastic books in Hoopla there's some good ones but then as it just kind of trickles down your life overdrive is one of those places where we purchase the title and then we have to repurchase it okay and there was a board um, recommendation or suggestion that we add um, a sentence to the way that ICPL was <laughs> with the aggregator. Um, Tom suggested something like ICPL engages in appropriate ways with aggregators to encourage transparency in aggregated collections policies. Um, and I think Ann and I agree that that could be very seamlessly incorporated. Um, we're, we're, we feel like we're open to it if that's what the board would like. You know, I would say it's coming back in November. You know, that, yeah, I, would, I don't think it's an emergency by any means. Go forward like a school or ProQuest or any kind of database. Yeah, I'm saying we're actually going to ask the public. Yeah, and academic they had there are some controversies, but they're using that as a turn of turn in Does it it comes up in the catalog? Everything does it recommend things? Well, the is a, in, with our with our personal catalog, we don't have all of the catalog records for the We have the five thousand most popular titles that are on it. So those are they're probably not going to show up in our catalog. And the reason for that is there's no way for us to download a million bibliographic records. So we've chosen to do the route in which that they help us maintain catalog records on a monthly basis. Sharing emojis. 
Right. Yeah, it's still reporting. So Dan moved. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Moving on to the third quarter statistics and financials. Um, I'm always amazed at how many statistics we keep around. Anybody have any comments or questions? One, but not surprising. What? I said it's a weird one, but not surprising. With, uh, with regards to uh, uh, heating costs and uh, consultancy services, for example. Trouble spending money. And that's my concern is that if you're, if anything, we're gonna we're gonna end up a little under as a as a department of the city. I don't I have no guilt really over that. I mean, if there is a year to to balance a little high, this is not a bad one. Looking at looking at our all the departments across the board. Um, of course, we also want to use those resources for what we were allocated for. We're going to do some scrambling here in the last quarter to try to figure out what can be, what what things that there's been supply issues can be expedited. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a few vendors have had enough cancellations that they might come back and say, okay, so we said no to those shelves, but now have them on the floor ready to go. Like, could, would you take gray instead of black? Um, and we still have the opportunity, the carryover call from the city has not come yet. So that's uh, an opportunity to say, yeah, we budgeted for this, it was approved. And, and here's the evidence that we just couldn't get it based on supply issue. Um, I think this is gonna be a, a heavy year for that across the whole city. So um, it, we'll, we'll spend some time on that, thinking about what expenses fall into that category. Um, some of the items that we're having the supply chain issues with were budgeted through NOMU, which is a, a much different situation. That is much more at um, the board's uh, discretion of whether whether we do sort of an unofficial rollover with that or if we want to actually write it into the next budget with a larger number knowing that we had unspent resources this year, which we have time to talk about. Um, Again, I, it's not going to surprise me if we have some sort of last minute things go through or not. Um, the most disappointing this year has been uh, vendors that we know and use regularly saying with confidence, like, here's our cutoff date for this fiscal year. You're good to go. We're going to invoice. And once we actually send in the confirmation of order, getting a response back saying changed, that's not going to happen. Um, and it's you know, I don't, you can't blame anybody because it's all the way down the chain, but it is it's disappointing. Um, we haven't run into anything um, like mission critical. Like we haven't had, a, we haven't run out of RFID tags or library cards or things that would be difficult to source um, quickly and locally, but because there are some projects that, um, that we're still sort of, we we're just not sure if they're going to happen or not, but um, I will keep the board abreast of the carryover um, timeline as that happens. I, I'm expecting a time now, it's often not until a little bit farther into the quarter, but because I think there's going to be so many across the city, I wouldn't be surprised if they 
give a little extra time. Um, so finance has, has a little bit of leeway to work with that. Um, but otherwise there were, I think our, I, I felt pleased with, with where our numbers were falling. Out of order. So um, the reflecting on Angie's report, like the shirts and stuff, is that no blue money for free for the reading program? That could have been operational, right? Or do we use some of both for shirts? Um, not any from Nova, but we use designated gifts and that we use um, some of our operational budget for it. And in past years, we've used like Vision Iowa. So it might be if they're more expensive this year, it won't be a big problem. No, and there have been other things. T-shirts are actually a really great example. Those, the price of those sort of ebbs and flows anyway. Um, and sometimes we budgeted what we thought was enough, but we then have to borrow from another printing line or even without COVID stuff. Um, another, what's something else? That we, another good example is the cost of the window. Um, that went up 40%. 40 percent. 40%. Um, and it's not necessarily the paper, it's the ink. The ink on the paper is what is like, we did not because <laughs> it comes the summer one comes from Sam's budget and my budget and property has quite a large printing budget and yeah, but, but luckily, because of some other other lines being still available, we were able to cover it um, with sort of a, I mean, an easiest internal solution. Um, Why is ink so expensive? Is it Russian oil? I'm not sure. I, we, we were quite shocked when that came back, and we were scrambling, looking back at, you know, what the winter window 